start recording. Welcome to Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. I'm and back. <laughs> no more of just hearing Tony talk about movies. As far as they're concerned, you were never gone, except I said it over and over. And sometimes they had to talk <laughs> and listen to me. Just me. Not as often as I thought it was going to be, though. Did you so. do... This is a weird question to ask on the podcast. Go but for did it. you do another episode by yourself of the horror movie? I did another episode by myself of the horror movie. I did not edit it in time. So but no I will one's edit seen it, it yet. This... Will it come out before this one? No. This one's going to come out first. So you guys have more of just Tony to look for. Yeah, to. so there's only one more with just me. I hate those episodes, Why? by the way. Because they're lame. I, I don't know. It's just so the, me. So these are half lame? So it should just be me? You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> You make me less lame. Oh, okay. No, I don't like those ones either because they require way more editing because I do a lot of pausing, so I have to like go and take out two or three second pauses while I'm waiting for, like, while I'm trying to fucking find my words. Whereas with you, if I try to find a word for half a second, you just jump I'll in and like, start nope, talking. you lost your chance. My turn. <laughs> yeah, so it's seamless as far as the listener is concerned, but... Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't like doing those episodes. Now that we're back together, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing any more of them. Now that on we've my reconciled own. our differences, yeah, yeah. By differences, you mean extreme distances. Distances. But no, I mean it's not necessarily the end of the FPX series, as I call it, uh-huh. the Faint Praise Extra. Okay. But I'm not going to do them on my own. So maybe maybe me and Eric will talk about. Something other than just comparing the two movies. Exactly. But, but not for, to, not this day. Yeah, exactly. So for today, we're doing an episode proper, which is watching two bad movies of a similar theme and then talking about which one is better. So the theme this week, again, the theme evolved from what I originally intended. Originally, you, Usually it happens because we don't want to watch one of the movies. And we're like, <laughs> how can we tweak this so that we can watch another movie instead? Right. And that's sort of what happened. That That is what happened. So originally I was going to do the 1999 Mummy with um, Brendan Fraser versus 2017 Mummy with Tom Cruise. Uh, do people under 30 even know who Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss are? Weiss? Rachel Weiss is still a working actress, and she is now with last thing Daniel Craig. So maybe people know her for that. But Brendan Fraser, no. I don't think anybody knows Brendan Fraser anymore. He's fat and gross now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no one cares about Brendan Fraser anymore. Interesting. He was big in the '90s, though. Every once in a while, he youngin. shows up in those online sidebar ads when it's like, "Why Hollywood no longer casts Brendan, Brendan Fraser?" <laughs> because he's fucking fat and. Or balding. it says, "Why Hollywood no longer casts some actors?" and it'll be like his picture. Yeah. I don't even know if they actually bother talking about him. Yeah. It's really about like Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it turns out picture. people that were cute in the '90s are not always they cute. They picture because people are like, "Who's that?" Right. And they want him to click on it. Yeah. Or someone who's 27 maybe remembers that their mom watched like Blast from the Past or something. Right. <laughs> like, or like George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle because <laughs> he's shirtless in it. Yeah, Brendan Fraser used to be attractive. No, so turns out we decided we didn't want to watch the 1999 Mummy because I had actually seen it within the past few years. And and I had just seen it before, which made me not want to see it again. You'll, you'll rewatch them. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I You're just, okay rewatching I just movies, knew it was it just, like it's goofy and super 90s. Yeah. And like, I just didn't feel... And the alternative was a movie that I hadn't seen before. Right. So that's always going to appease me more. So we started off by watching the Tom Cruise Mummy from this year, 2017. Right. Because we at least knew we were interested in seeing that. Uh, and then after that was done, we mutually decided we did not want to watch the 1999 Mummy again. So we chose... 
another recent box office failure having to do with Egyptian gods, which was Gods of Egypt. And aptly named. Right, and I thought of it actually because the same god is the villain in both movies, which is Set. So I was like, okay, you know, Gods of Egypt looks interestingly bad anyway. So that's our theme is... What did you call it? Egyptian money pits or something? Yeah, something like that. I yeah, forget. we'll think of something else. Or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> it turns out I'm not as concerned about naming the episodes as I once thought I would be. So we started off... So normally we try to do the worst movie first. Uh, but we didn't know. We didn't, we we didn't hadn't know. Seen and the Rotten Tomatoes scores were very close. So The Mummy is 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, Gods of Egypt is 18%. Wow. So we started off with The Mummy. Yeah, we started off with The Mummy just because that was the one we were more interested in. And instead of doing my typical inept summary that I like to bumble around for 10 minutes doing, I'm going to read... Oh, you've had a reading. I'm going to read from... A dramatic reading. Well, I'm going to read from the Wikipedia cast summary. So in Wikipedia, they have a section for cast sometimes for these yeah. big movies. And what the cast section is supposed to do is just quickly describe each character. But I think this is really interesting because the description for the Tom Cruise character is actually just the description for the movie. Synopsis. And okay. I think that's very telling of the history of this movie, the intention of this movie, and it's just a fucking lame story anyway. Right. So here is the synopsis for the Tom Cruise character from Wikipedia. I'm reading verbatim. Tom Cruise as Sergeant Nick Morton, a U.S. military man who unintentionally unearths the tomb of Princess Aminette, unleashing an unspeakable evil. Nick becomes haunted, fused with, and possessed by Set after Aminette puts a curse on him. End of summary. Yeah. That is all you need to know about what's going on in this movie. And that's because this movie don't give a shit about anyone that isn't Tom Cruise. Right. And I know And noticed- they gave a little bit of a shit about Russell Crowe. Because <laughs> they, they, they kind of wanted, no, they shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have. But they, I think that they, was wanted, a mistake. they wanted him to have his own movie. Well, the Russell Crowe character is uh, Doctor Jekyll, and who's so Hyde. like fucking rammed in there. It's yes. a weirdness. He is clearly supposed to be the Nick Fury stand-in, right? Because he runs an organization called. I don't remember this from the movie. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Prodigium. Yeah, he said that. He okay. did say Prodigium, and it's like from the Latin Prodigium. Blah blah blah. blah. From the Latin jerky, from the Latin jerky Mihoff. Yeah. Um, so he's the head of Prodigium, which is an organization that collects monsters to fight monsters. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he is possibly the worst part of a bad movie. Yeah, here. he's pretty bad. And because it's so like just out of nowhere. He, and it was just, just like a. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. This movie is... It's like if you're drying yourself off after the shower and you feel a big-ass wart on your back or something. (laughs) And you're just like, what the fuck is that thing? (laughs) Not expecting that. That's what that whole part of the movie felt like. Not that that's ever happened to me, just so anyone knows. Sure, sure. I just imagine that's what it would be like. Yeah, I, this this is not the worst movie in the world, or that we have ever seen. But I can't, I couldn't honestly explain to you why it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted me, I'd be like, it's this... just it's one of those where like most of the movie making elements are completely competent for I the most part. Say that. No, I mean I'm not talking about like story and everything. I but mean, like, it looks like a movie. It looks like a movie. Yeah, yeah they they like in terms of special effects and it stuff. It looks I guess, and, and tastes and smells like right. a movie. But, but it's not for it doesn't reason. have any elements of a movie that make movie watching enjoyable. That's what I mean. But like as a... And it's also one of those movies that all of the elements behind the screen are extremely apparent on the screen. Right. Um, I think even for lay people, which 
Eric and I are lay people, but we pay more attention and we're slightly better at our Yeah, we're not like insiders things. per se, but we're also not someone who's just not going to know how this stuff is done or notice little things. We're not for totally the mindless movie watchers. Right. Uh, we're only partially mindless movie watchers. And a lot of times we might not know the technical aspects, but we can kind of notice when something is off and actually be able to talk about why other movies do it Like we it noticed better. the difference in choreography between ultraviolet and equilibrium. Sure. And the, the fact that he was actually trying <laughs> yeah. to go for a softer thing, and we actually it, noticed that. Right, right. So, so we're not complete Philistines. Yeah, exactly. But this movie is one of those that everything that they were trying to do is so apparent that even the you know Chinese moviegoers could you know, tell remember and that, didn't um, care and didn't Back watch in the it. day, this is speaking of old people, there was this commercial, and I have no idea what it was for. That's how goofy it was. But it was a commercial about this big table of executives, and they were like, we've got Slug, and it was like this Slug character. And like, we've got Slug sliders, we've got the Slug music video, we've got plush slugs and Slug <laughs> shoes, and all this like merchandise. And they're like, great, all we need is a script. Like, I remember that's what that. this movie yes, reminds me that of. That is exactly. Where they're like, we have this character. We can have the the uh, Je- Jekyll character in here. This is set up for this. This is great. Let's just put it all together and make a movie. Yes. That's what it felt like. Yeah. But I have no idea what that commercial was <laughs> for. <laughs> I remember that, and now that's going to drive me crazy. If I remember, if I figure out what it was, the best part was the slug slide. It was like a rap. <laughs> showed some guy like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I remember what that is, I'll put it in the in was, the notes. I'm almost thinking it was for some sort of like food or something. Like a cereal or, or something. Gushers like, or something. Like, Mentos or Should, uh, maybe I'll, you, you talk about whatever you're gonna say. I'll, I'll no, Google we'll figure it. it out after the fact because okay. I don't I don't want you to leave me alone on I'm this podcast while you're trying <laughs> while you're trying to figure out what it Slug is. Slug talk but, only takes up ten percent yeah. of my brain. <laughs> but you know what Eric was saying about this being a movie that it's incredibly obvious that there's just a lot of corporate decision making. I mean, we're well, not even not... so much corporate. Just it was done looking past the movie. Yes. Like they didn't they didn't do it for the sake of this movie. Right. They did it for the sake of this franchise that they were trying to create. They no interest in making a good or enjoyable movie. Right. They just wanted, they wanted to set up a universe. And this is not... And they did it at the expense yeah. of this movie, we're, big time. Yeah, we're not like Sherlock Holmes figuring this out. They pretty no. much, they came out and said this outright. And so they're trying, this is intended to be the first movie in the dark universe, which is rebooting all the universal but making movies. them a franchise, like they'll have a Frankenstein. Yeah, yes. connecting them. Yeah, yeah, connecting them, making them a franchise. Doctor Jekyll, Frankenstein, probably Invisible Man, all that shit, probably. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I found evidence of seven planned movies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, ambitious there with the, putting this shit show out in front. Exactly, it is way overly ambitious, and they should have put some effort into making this a movie. Right, because if this doesn't work, no one's gonna give a fuck about the other ones. Right, exactly, and that's and it's kind of falling apart now. They've already started pushing the other ones back. Back. Uh, they'll probably do some recasting because when they when this movie came out, they're not going to want to pay for Tom Cruise and stuff anymore. No, they're not going to recast Tom Cruise, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to recast the other like um, lead actors. Oh, you mean for these individual movies? Yes, for the individual movies. Because they're trying, they were going to make them huge, and now they're probably like, well, we got to be at, a little bit more careful now. At least I think they should recast them if they're smart. Because normally I think I would talk about all this after we've done our ratings, but since we've already started, yeah, I'm just going to keep it. going. This is but our podcast. Movie, we can yeah. do what we want. Yeah. yeah yeah, I do what I want. But uh, <laughs> when this movie came out, they released a promotional photo of, of all the various characters. Right. And like here's Dorian Gray, played by. Not, they, that one's not on there yet, but it's a promotional f- picture with obviously Tom Cruise front and center. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Javier Bardem. As who? As Frankenstein. Okay. Frankenstein's monster, I believe. Yeah. 
Johnny Depp. And and he's going to do The Invisible Man. And okay. then Sophia Butella, because they realized that this thing looked just a bunch of fucking old white guys. So they had to add, like, pretty lady in there. <laughs> even though she dies at the end of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's a She gets she's re-mummified. She could, she could come back, but I don't think they're going to bring her back. No. They just realized, they were like, oh, shit, this looks like a old man's golfing group. We better <laughs> put a like lady in there. It looks like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or something. And, you know, part of the thing that I think they're doing wrong right off the bat is they're they're obviously trying to copy Marvel. That's fine. DC right. is trying to copy Marvel too. Marvel is doing it the best, and there's a reason these guys are trying to copy them. But they're not trying to copy the smart aspects. And one of right. the things Marvel is doing is putting slightly younger, more attractive actors that women will want to go see. And this is a promotional photo. Is this about full Paul of- Rudd. <laughs> Hey, I like. Hey, he's not that young. No, I like Paul Rudd though. (laughs) So it's. I mean, they have Robert Downey Jr. He's not that young either. Yeah, Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is early fifties. Paul Rudd is late forties. But you know, then they they add in Hemsworth. They add in Chris Evans. They add in. I think the Spider Man guy is kind of is popular with like a younger crowd. Maybe I think gay men like the Spider Man guy. Tom Holland. He's kind of got a gay face. Yeah, my uh, my face. If my Facebook feed is to be is to be believed. He seems a little more popular among the gay crowd. Um, That's great. They know what they're doing. Who are some of the other ones? Even... I don't know. I'm I'm forgetting somebody. Well, we got like Guardians of the Galaxy shit. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. No, these... So if you want to do these family-friendly movies, you got to appeal to every member of the family. And putting a bunch of... 50 or 50 to 60 year old guys in all of your movies i mean that's an element but yeah. obviously these they could use that cast and make movies that everyone would like right. it's not gonna kill their chances but if it? the mummy is the direction that they're going and the movie yeah. is a hundred percent about tom cruise well it's like they're totally like we make it tom cruise everyone will see it and then we'll just launch all these other movies that everyone will automatically yeah. see and then they're like make the invisible man johnny depp johnny depp hasn't been able to helm right. a money-making movie in over five years i right. would say i mean it's half he, a decade he almost. did the last guard or the last um parts of the caribbean but that was only like surfing the wave from the original three or sure. two or one sure. really javier bardem is a fantastic actor right but um, he's not no one's gonna be like well sweet a Harvey, Javier Bardem movie I'm exactly. totally there and Russell Crowe nobody's cared about Russell Crowe since Gladiator right he's so, just a recognizable name but not like something that's really gonna draw in the crowd that would be seeing these movies yeah and there's no interesting actresses there's no female characters yeah like, the girl that was in this one I don't know if we've seen her in anything else Actually, she is a back-to-back repeat offender, and the fact that you didn't recognize her is Wait, very telling. What else was she in? She was in the last movie we watched. What? Yes. Which was what? <laughs> Which was King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. She was that lovely, superplu- superfluous maid character. Oh, well that, that, that girl was in, in there for like 30 I, seconds. I know, but the fact that you didn't recognize her is, I mean, she is a nobody. She is a nothing actress. Yeah. I don't think she, I would be shocked if she had much of a future because she's so bland and so boring. Yeah. And, and just very generic. And she's attractive, yeah. She's a generic but there's blonde lots of, chick. Yeah, there's lots of attractive actresses who can do a better job than her. Pick any What's Game of name? Thrones. Her name is Annabelle Wallace. Yeah. And I'm not going to remember that. And she I, I, she's she'll probably she adds show nothing. up in like Poltergeist or like a 
Paranormal Activity 12 or yeah. something. And She's a little bit beyond that, but she'll probably show up. Okay, let's say The Conjuring 4. You okay. Know? <laughs> a, slightly, a slightly more elevated, <laughs> yeah, a slightly more elevated horror franchise. Sure. Maybe she'll be in the, new, the the Saw Return movie. Dude, I actually think she was in Annabelle. Was movie. she? I was yeah, just, yeah. yeah, give me a second. Annabella in Annabelle? I mean, her name is Annabelle. Oh, I thought you said it was Annabella Wallace. Her name is Annabelle, and she was in the movie Annabelle. So maybe she'll show up again in Annabelle Seven. Sure. Just as like a ghost. I don't. I've never saw the movie, so I don't know if she yeah, maybe died she makes it. in it. So okay, I think I think we've talked enough about. Yeah, let's get into the movie itself. Right. So I just I just totally lost my train of thought. But talking about rating the movies. Yeah, I want to talk about rating the movies. So we have four categories that we rate each movie in. Acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. And we can give um, up to five points in each category. And at the end, I'll total up <laughs> Theoretically. all Theoretically. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't think know. it's happened yet. I don't know that it's ever going to happen. Because we tend to watch crappier movies. A movie that gets five points in any given category is like the best of the best. And I don't mean starring Eric Roberts. I mean <laughs> the actual best You know what? Best. We found out at Trivia the other day that Eric Roberts has over 400 more acting credits than his sister, yep. Julia Roberts. Yep. That's... That's an amazing She fact. has like 60 or something, and he has like 500. 500 something. Yeah, I mean, he voiced the cat in A Talking Cat. He was so. in Best of the Best, at least one and two, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He was in, he's in a bunch of random stuff. Right. But. I, I, That's like porn star numbers, though. Yeah. 500? Yeah. I, he knows how to make Maybe he was money. in some porn. God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't looked through all those credits to see what I they are. I was going to say, please no, but he's probably better looking than a lot of porn actors. So he's probably less distasteful. <laughs> um, no, I, I seriously doubt we'll ever give five points to a movie. Unless and we go watch movies that we know are five-point movies for us. Maybe a Faint Praise Extra episode could possibly have a 5 Because if, if people want to know what our fives look like, then yeah. we can just do a couple. Right. Or even just talk about, like, go through each category and say, what are some movies that would be fives in this category? Sure. It's a good idea. Sure. We'll do that. I think we've already so kind of... So let it be written. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we've already kind of alluded to those, but yeah, we can make a whole episode out of it. Anyway, so the movie that gets the most points at the end of the episode is considered the better version of its theme. So starting off with acting, I'm going to I'm gonna start off with this one. So uh, acting also includes casting and chemistry. It's not just how each actor did in their individual right. role. I gave, I gave this pretty low. I gave it a one and a half. I gave it a one and a half too. Because I would say, you know, okay... I try not to read reviews before we do these reviews. I couldn't help it with your the mind. Mummy. Yeah, the mummy, it just came out this year. It was so big, I couldn't avoid it. A lot of things that reviewers and critics were saying was that Tom Cruise was miscast. I actually don't agree with that. I don't necessarily think he was. I don't think he was miscast. I think the, the character was, was poorly written. It was horrendously written. It was hideously unlikable. But I can't think of anyone else that would have made that like better, really. No. It, he, I mean, the only thing way he was miscast is that he's supposed to be like some operator like this marine force recon forward observer of some kind and he's like i don't know 50 he's over 50 yeah. 55 so yeah so that doesn't make any too, sense he's way too old for the role they digitally de-aged him so really yeah he so he looks late 40s instead right. of mid 50s but he doesn't look good and he's not at all believable in that like for that position and even throughout right. the movie i loved that the wikipedia synopsis said military man because during the movie i even asked eric i was like what the fuck is he supposed to yeah and he's be? obviously he was some kind of like spec ops forward observer or force recon or something but they never really explain because you know, he was supposed to be scouting enemy positions in just a two-man team mm -hmm. so that's some kind of special forces but 
but they didn't really say what it was. Yeah, it's funny because Tom Cruise is always the actor I use as an, as an example of one who, he never blends into the role. It's always like, oh, there's usually, Tom Cruise. Right, but usually he picks roles that are well-suited to him, and right. it's fine. It doesn't bother me that it's just Tom Cruise in a movie. This one, it was like they got, they gave up any pretense of trying to make this a character. Right. Because... And they're like, here's Tom Cruise. I swear to God, they mummies. didn't. I swear they didn't say his character name until 30 minutes. I know. I was like, I, like when you were said it at the beginning of this I was like for a half second there I was like I don't know if I'd be able to think of this before she says it no I know except the girl said it a bunch the girl yelled Nick she screeched Nick at him right. a lot so I knew his name was Nick and then the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde character called him Mr. Morton Mr. Morton yeah but I swear it wasn't for at least 30 minutes yeah in they the didn't movie. really the, I mean the, 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 the only one who did is the buddy said it a lot he was like oh Nick come on you gotta honestly he could have been saying and I forget Tom. that guy's name he's like a poor man's Oscar Isaac Jake Johnson yeah Oh, he's a very poor... He is the homeless man's Oscar Isaac. He's not an Oscar Isaac. <laughs> he just reminds he's, me of him. Maybe looks-wise, but he, I mean, I mean. he's a he comedic sort of, actor. He's not like... Sort of, yeah. Yeah, he was... That character was awful. You know, everything I have to... Almost everything I have to say about acting is more of a character Right, none of those people... Issue, like you said, it wasn't thing. like if you put someone else there, the movie would have been real better. Right. With the I exception hated, of, you know, maybe Russell a couple Crow. of people... Yeah, well, obviously, but but maybe because they would have, like, worked better. Because there was no chemistry between no. any two characters. Him and his buddy, there was not really anything nope. there. It didn't seem like old... But him and the girl... That He's was old enough totally, to be your dad. I mean, that does not why it was weird. It was just didn't work. You know, work. you always argue with me on that, but that is definitely an element. So there are plenty of movies where the leading man is significantly older than the leading lady, but if they have really good chemistry, it well, that's can my overcome point. that. So it doesn't, it's if not necessarily no, because of that. Yeah, I mean, it's part of what makes, makes it an unbelievable matchup. He is... Actually, I mean, he's almost... The difference between him and her is almost the difference between me and my mom. So, you know, <laughs> you show the two of them on screen, and when you haven't built up a character, right. and neither of well, them the are doing a particularly great job... they just didn't have any job, background, and they had yeah. these two people show up, and they're supposed to have, like, some kind of relationship drama or history. Yeah. But it was only after, like, supposed to be one or two meetings, yeah, or, like a one-night stand. And she shows up, and like, are you mad at him because he skipped your fucking allowance for the week? Like, get <laughs> off the goddamn screen. Just let me I have just, dessert for, like, a week. Yeah, I would say the only person who was horrendously miscast and bad was Russell Crowe. Right. And apparent. so if the IMDb trivia is to be believed, they said they considered Javier Bardem for the role, for who would have been much better. I think so, yeah. Uh, but they wanted to give him Frankenstein's monster instead. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who probably would have been too young, young yeah, too but would have done a better job with it. Yeah. Tom Hardy probably would have been pretty good. But I think Tom Hardy wanted to do Marvel movies. Yeah. I think he's he's like Venom or something, I think right? he's going to be Venom. Or Eddie Redmayne, also too young. He would have fucking hammed it up. Yeah, he would have been way too much. There would have been nothing else on screen because it would have been in his mouth for him to <laughs> chew up and spit out. But all of those guys would have been better than Russell Crowe. This, it's difficult to explain why this character was wrong for Russell Crowe. He was trying to do like quirky and... It was just so... I mean, it was... no one, None of these people, no matter who they chose... In this movie, at least, like maybe that would have been better for their own Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde movie. Mm -hmm. In this movie, none of them would have worked. Because the way they had this the featured the in the movie yeah. was just awful. Right. It was like all of a sudden, bam, here's this, bam, bam, bam. Anyways, we can talk about that later, though. We're talking about casting. Okay, so. We're also crows. Like, anyways, overall, individually, none of these people are bad actors. 
chemistry was terrible and the choices were awkward, but you know, it just didn't work. Did so you say what you're? I said one and a half as oh, well. Okay, well, we we agree on it then. Yeah. All right, let's move on to visuals because I don't think I have anything else to say about acting. I ha- I got a lot to say about structure. I got yeah. shit to say about structure. Right. But uh, go on to visuals. What visuals, you- I put a one and a half. I put one and a half also because there was so much. That, I mean, it's one of those that I think a lot of it was choice, like we've talked about before. There's some movies where. If, if you went to the special effects guy and said, do this, and they do it, they got exactly what they wanted, maybe, but it just wasn't a good choice for how... Yeah. It wasn't like they did a bad job of doing what they were trying to do. They just tried to do the wrong things. Nothing seemed necessarily incompetent. I will say the action was difficult to follow. I, yeah, there I was going to say, there were a lot times... that was... And I mentioned this during the movie, that it was literally yeah. visually distracting. Like There would be a scene where they were like on a bus fighting someone, and you'd be like, okay, someone got hit, and then they... Okay, how did that person get in, and why did they leave that way? And you don't know where they're flying or what's blocked. Like, right. visually tracking what's happening was really difficult. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so all of the action, since it was nonsensical, was pretty boring. And, and also he would just like it. almost goofy, cartoony, like he would hit mummies and they'd burst into dust or their head would, you know, explode or something. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, all the mummies he would hit would just like explode. Oh, I didn't remember that. But I thought that as far as like costumes, the mummy costume was pretty silly. It was like a mummy bikini. So. Really? Yeah, it was just like the wraps or it was like a yeah. fifth element thing. It was an extremely old. calculated, right. like, oh, if someone wants to dress up as her, this is something that they could wear and be sexy and they could do writing <laughs> on their face and they could do paint on their fingers. And oh my God, it's going to be so sexy. <laughs> so it's just, it was preposterous. They did a lot of this movie has a lot of flashbacks and they repeated the flashbacks for constantly. no reason. They did a very an opening scene where Russell Crowe's voiceover explains no well, yeah it was Russell Crowe's yes. explains everything and then like fifteen minutes later when they're reading the sarcophagus they do the exact same like thing where yes. she's reading it this time but it shows the same and things. I looked over at Erica I was like why did they even start the movie with out with a voiceover like that? they, they could have just waited they could have started it out with the Tom Cruise and his right. buddies action scene right. And then just had the woman explain it. And the stuff it. like the physical sets of like, okay, they're in an underground sarcophagus. That stuff looked fine, whatever. But then there was a lot that didn't like the mercury effects look stupid. Yeah, and like, yeah. And then, then a lot of the visuals of like in the prodigium layer, it looked like, and I think I've said this before about some movies, but a lot of the sets in this movie looked like you're waiting in line at Disney World to ride the mummy yeah, ride. And there's like props, like a skull or a jar yes. with a vampire skull in it. Yes. And it's lit from behind and like all this stuff is set up to look like you're waiting in line to get on the motion capture I didn't ride. even think about that, but you're totally That's right. That's exactly what it they, looked like. They were like, they were thinking of the ride at Universal Studios. Right. That's what, and yeah, Universal, not the, Disney. And then the mummy chained up in the middle of the room is going right. to be the centerpiece of the right. like, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. So did we both say one and a half again yeah. for this one? All right. I don't really have anything else to say no, it's either. funny because i don't have a hell of a lot to say about the movie itself i have more to say the only good visuals was like the plane crash part looked fine like looked cool sure but sure. Yeah. you know what's that that's not saying a whole hell of a lot yeah it's good they had one two and a half minute yeah. sequence that was done that actually had was impactful right so moving on to structure i i, I hit it pretty hard i gave it a one i said one and a half but yeah. mainly because for me for me, personally, for me, um, it was completely killed by the, the way they wrote the story. And that was, for me, story is like a zero in the way they structured the general overall premise. Mm-hmm. It was like completely, non, not even nonsensical, but I'll explain in a second. So other than that, structure just had little shit wrong with it, but you know, nothing too crazy. It was but an like, easy enough story to follow, but right. you it was impossible to get invested in at right. all. And the reason I rated it a little bit lower, there was a point 
about 15 minutes into the movie that I said, I can't remember the last time I've seen a movie that I literally just want all of these characters to die. Right. I can't possibly care about your movie if I hate all of and, your characters. And this, I said this during it too, but the main problem with the movie and why you don't care is the stakes are not explained to you at all. Yeah. Like they have this, the general idea that they explained to you is the mummy has for some reason put a curse on Tom Cruise. So he dies in the plane crash and wakes back up unscathed. We don't know if that means he's invincible now. Right. Because she's trying to use his body to summon Set in a mortal form by stabbing him with his dagger yes. with a jewel in it. So the entire tension in the movie is that we can't let her get this dagger and this jewel together because then he'll she'll kill him with it and summon this evil, her evil demon lover. But... Is he going to die? Like is the it, mummy, he's fighting mummies. And I'm like, why are the mummies trying to kill him? Are yeah. they just going to capture him? Are they just him? trying to get are him? Are they just trying to get him? And what? It, it especially and the, so... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I said this during the movie too, but I never understood why he was supposed to be such a good fighter in the movie. But he is supposed to be some kind of spec ops guy. But they, there's no, there's still no reason for it. You got this fucking mid-50s dude. And <laughs> well, he's obviously he's, not supposed to be mid-50s sort of if they're de-aging him. He's kind of like a super-powered fighter. And I went, is it because of the curse? Is he invincible? Is he... When she gets set into his body, is he then unkillable? Because he seems kind of unkillable now. So the whole... You're you're right. There were no But the absolute stakes. worst part, and where the whole thing falls apart, is right when she's about to get him in the end by stabbing him with this thing, <laughs> yes. he takes it and stabs himself mm -hmm. and gets the powers and is able to just control them and then beat her with the powers and resurrect his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if this was... The entire premise of why there's a, this scary thing is after he's because she's going to do X and he decides to do X to himself and then at the he's moment she's to about to, it. and then he just controls it. So I'm like, this was never really a problem then. Yeah. Because at, no, at any point when she did it to him, he just would have controlled it then. And he controls it because he's upset that she killed his bland girlfriend. And Who was his, really his one night stand. Exactly. I was going to say, by girlfriend, I mean almost stranger. Who he him. banged just to steal a map from her, apparently. Yes. So that was another problem so with this. So it didn't make any fucking sense. The central... The two central things of like the one bad thing that's supposed to happen and the one good thing, which is the girl, none yeah. of them, you, you don't have a reason to really care about either of them. And there was no reason why the female main character couldn't have been someone who was closer to him. Like yeah, make his it his wife, sister, his, his wife, sister. or yeah, anything. Yeah, it could have been... Or someone they had a lot of history with, not just one like Matt thing yeah. like one night in a hotel room that they it talked could have about. been his partner right like make his, that other like make it the dude partner. yeah that he had yeah. to bring that guy back to life right i mean they, they and he did at the end too he's like oh, i came back to life too pretty cool huh yeah <laughs> like, yeah I mean, that guy was completely useless um yeah 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 there's there's nothing there's nothing for you to latch on emotionally to and anything that you do they disintegrate at the end by saying oh that didn't really matter yes the very few things like, okay, the evil demon's going to get a hold of him and try to kill him. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, he does he it to himself. It. Well, he does it to him. He does what she was trying to do to himself. Because he's so it, awesome, he can And it wasn't a big it. deal, so he just controls it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, this is... It's embarrassing. And then the very yeah. end didn't even make sense. He's like off in the desert trying to figure out something, how to control it, I guess, which he already did. I don't did. know. He, they it, didn't... Like, he's searching. They had him searching in the end for maybe some way to cure himself of this quote-unquote curse, which is him having powers that he can control. Maybe. And it doesn't now make any he's, sense. It's, it's just meant to mimic the opening scene with him and his Jake right. Johnson butt buddy because it, it, like, it ends the same way. It started with the two of them on camelback and they're in the desert. But Look it's funny horse, that horseback. Jake Johnson stayed with him. Horseback? It wasn't yeah, camels? they weren't camels, were they? Whatever. I'm sure they were riding horses. It doesn't matter. But 
it I I loved that Jake Johnson stayed with him because everything that went wrong in this movie was because of Tom Cruise's character. He right. made bad decisions at every single point. He got his friend killed. He unleashed the mummy. Right. He did everything wrong. And then at the end, just because he brings his friend back, he's like, well, now I owe you my life. No, no, you really, you really don't because he killed you in the first place, <laughs> right. basically. So it's just, you know, they were banking on the fact that, hey, you've seen Tom Cruise movies before and you're going to see this one too. And, uh, and the world said, no, thanks. So, yeah. I mean, it made its money back, but... They, not, they thought it would be some big blockbuster. It is not financing seven more movies, no. which is what exactly what they were hoping for from it. So you said one and a half yeah. for that. All right. What did you say for entertainment? I said one. I said one and a half. It wasn't difficult for me to sit through. It For me, I was frustrated because I didn't know what the stakes were. I didn't know why we were like, there was no reason to care about any of this stuff, but it wasn't one of the harder ones to sit through, but the ending really was just like, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, fuck this whole movie. Yeah. And I really hated the Jekyll and Hyde thing. And Yeah, I would say I was interested enough to see what they were going to fuck up next yeah. that it was easy for me to watch. It wasn't enjoyable, no. but you know it what wasn't the, difficult. You know what the, one of the dumbest things about the Jekyll and Hyde thing was, what? was aside from it being in the movie at all, was he would start to like ha- uh, run out of his serum or whatever, and he it appeared that he had like twelve seconds to inject himself before he was overcome by Mister. And he would he had like his bot. He wouldn't just like carry his EpiPen thing around with him. Yeah, and you have like ten, literally like ten seconds before you freak out and. And he would only inject it into his hand, his which had hand. a glove on it. But then at one point he missed the injection, so Tom Cruise had to and battle he him. And then him it, in the chest with yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like and so it you could put it anywhere. Just put it in your fucking neck. Just put it like or on your shoulder. Why was it just your hand? Yeah. yeah like why take the extra time to un to unfurl your glove yeah to stab yourself somewhere yeah so the whole thing it i mean it just goes along with they thought this was gonna look cool or right. they thought they wanted to work this in somehow and it didn't have any reason to exist in the movie itself and uh yeah i i meant to say this back in structure and i forgot so it doesn't really have anything to do with entertainment but this was another this is another thing that I saw movie reviewers saying, so I can't take credit for it. I agree with this one though. I didn't necessarily agree with Tom Cruise being miscast, but I totally agree with this one. This movie had the most voiceovers I have yeah, possibly we even, ever heard. Or like heard. ADR type stuff. Not ADR. Oh, you mean it's like I narration mean, type narration, voice? Narration because yeah. all the flashbacks were narrated over. In the end, it was him talking. A lot of times, a character would start talking, and then it would cut away from them, and it would show some kind of flashback. Something happening, and yeah. I don't, I don't know that I'm exaggerating when I say a third of this movie <laughs> is just characters talking over something. Right, because it'll be them explaining about like she's going to need, and then it'll show her sucking the life out of some other dude. To, and to unmummify herself. it was brought up in some of the other reviews that that probably was done for the sake of international box office. So they could do it's, subtitles it's, and or stuff? Or it's just easier to dub over it if yeah. you're not having Instead to of showing a mouth. Yeah, exactly. So it's easier to dub over or to See, do that's subtitles. See, it's always a mistake when you're trying to make... You cannot serve two masters, as they say. So you have to make it for either international audiences or American audiences. And you're, it's one is going to suffer. Yeah, well, or... I mean, Marvel is making it work. They're, yeah, they're but, making it right. work worldwide. But they're so, not. I mean, they're doing something that just appeals to a certain level to humans. Yeah. But they're still making it for Americans. Yeah. You know, like they're not doing stuff like that to like make it easier to, to do worldwide. Well, because then it pleases nobody. If you That's have no point. story That's and no likable characters, you have to characters. make it for some audience. And yeah. if you don't, then you're not making it for either audience. Right. 
And it, it might still do okay, but you're not going to maximize your success with either of those demographics. Right. So, okay, going over the scores, I said one and a half, one and a half, one and a half, one, one and a half for five and a half. And you did almost the same. You did one. I did five, five and a half too. I just yeah. need to switch the structure in entertainment. Yeah, you did one point five for the first three, and then one and for one. entertainment. Yeah. All right. So this is an eleven-point movie. But we got a tie on our scores. That's yeah, not, we did. It's not too common. I would no. It's not common, and I'm not surprised. I yeah. kind of, I, I felt a vibe. I thought I thought we were we were vibing. <laughs> we were with vibing. This one. Um. All right. Moving on to Gods of Egypt, which is Gods. From, which was from 2016, so it's a it's a year old at this point. And uh, there is a more involved story with this one. Let me see if I can be yeah. less inept about summarizing it. Slightly more. So it takes place in a totally mythical Egypt, which is right. like a flat earth. Egypt is the only country. Um, it's all of the creation, basically. Right. It's another one with a lot of narration, but it fits a lot better in this movie because it's kind of like a guy is just telling the story of right. the gods. So it tells a story of Osiris, who is the king of Egypt, trying to pass his crown on to his son, Horus. Horus, yeah. Uh, Osiris's brother, Set, which is the connection between the two gods, right. Set, played by Gerard Butler, uh, takes over the, the coronation. Ceremony. Kills Osiris and takes out Horus's eyes. So then Set becomes king of Egypt. And simultaneously, by decree, changes what it takes to get into the afterlife. Yes, yes. So the movie actually follows mostly a mortal named Beck, this mortal kid, basically. Who's he's like a, a British Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's he's this thief kid who just wants to run Dang away his with girlfriend. his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend gets killed. So then he decides he's going to make a deal with Horus that if he gets his eyes back, Horus will bring his girlfriend back from the dead. So the movie is about the two of them and their quest to get Horus's eyes and bring the girlfriend Zaya back from the dead. And it brings in all the different gods and everything. Right. And, uh, and that, that's the whole thing. So, they, they, spoiler alert, they succeed. So <laughs> it, it is a happy ending. And uh, I don't think I have a lot of background on this movie. Yeah. Kind it, of seemed to come out of nowhere, kind of. Yeah, it, it's by the same director as Dark City, and the biggest thing that anyone noticed about this movie was the whitewashing. I knew I, somebody would get pissed off at oh, that. Oh, everyone got pissed off at that, and uh, that's really all that anybody paid attention to. Because they're mostly, like, oh, exclusively, I think, British actors. Yeah. Which you, and everyone knows that when it's supposed to be ancient, giving them a British accent seems to sound better. Sure, sure. <laughs> but the only, I mean, like the, both the girls, like one of the gods and his girlfriend were vaguely ethnic. Yeah. Well, not vaguely, but there's some indiscriminate ethnicity. Yeah. But other than that, they're pretty much just British dudes. Yeah, it was all, it was all just white people. So that was all that anybody really talked about or noticed with this movie. It, it was a big budget and it didn't, it, it barely covered its cost, but so I, it's considered a flop, but I think it was one of those where the studio knew it was going to be and they didn't put too much into marketing for it. So Last they were like, minute. oh shit, this is going to fucking suck. Um, I also read that their true, the, the studio's true exposure was actually only about 10 million between Once like tax like, cuts yeah because a lot of those like, movies they'll get like oh we filmed in new zealand so they give us 10 million dollars back and this stuff. was actually almost all the same crew as fury road and i don't know if you noticed but it had two fury road actresses in it it had the snake riders or something one of the snake riders 
Um, the the white snake rider girl was, was one, of the bribes, yeah, one of the yeah, wives. Yeah, one of the breeders in Fury Road. Yeah. And actually, Zaya, the girlfriend, the main girlfriend, she was, was another too. one of the breeders, the oh, wives in Fury Road. Interesting. She didn't have many lines in Fury yeah, Road. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize. Her. She was the she was probably the least the least visible, least useful wife in Fury Road. Interesting. Whereas the one of the the girl who was a snake rider was one of the I like had a little bit more of a role. Right. So let's go ahead and get into acting. I I was lenient to this one, I think. I gave it a two. I gave it a one and a half, mostly because I think of casting. Acting was okay, but I and I honestly I think acting was almost a little bit a, a little bit phoned in by a few people. I sure. thought Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, Rush phoned, phoned it in, in for sure. Yeah. And I thought Gerard Butler did fine. He Gerard seemed to be Butler, trying the most you know, and did I think his Gerard part. Gerard Butler always brings it. Yeah. He, he's got a he's got a pretty good. He's got a pretty good natural gravitas. I yeah. uh, so he does he a lot of fine. shitty movies, but he's not shitty in them. No, he's so not shitty. So he was good. I yeah, one and a half, two though. Not, neither of those are really too far off. Right. I just I, thought there wasn't a lot of chemistry between like the two mortals. Yeah, between the two mortals and between like the, the pseudo love story between uh, the Lannister and, and the goddess of love. Yeah. Or the, and I think I said this when watching. I think it's a girl that plays. In Daredevil as Electra. Electra. Yeah, I think so. Because I was like, I've seen this chick before somewhere. I don't know. I, I guess so. And I this definitely wasn't a noticed, lot to me going I definitely on noticed that the main kid that played Beck and the main girl, the Fury Road girl, they neither of them were good actors. Right. I thought they were fine together. Were Maybe fine, because they, they were bad in the same good. way. That's why, yeah. Yeah, but they're both reasonably attractive people. You're, I could see them being together in real life. Uh, I thought the girl was surprisingly bad, though. And like, Zaya girl. Yeah, the way yeah, she that she talked good. was really bizarre. She like, she like didn't want to open her mouth well, she, all the way. Was, like nothing seemed like it was stressful or anything for her. Like she was just kind of there, floating, yeah. floating through everything. Yeah, it was weird. It, I don't know. Mostly the way that she moved her mouth really bothered. <laughs> I don't think me. I noticed that. It, I every single time she talked, and like when she smiled, she just didn't smile the way. It was almost as though she'd had Botox in her cheeks, but she's so young. I don't. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that's actually what happened. Yeah, could just be weird. Um, maybe they just told her to try to like dampen her emotions and that's Not what she did. Yeah. too much or something. But there was no reason for it. I, I don't know. It didn't necessarily, I, whatever. Mostly neutral too. So you said, you said one and a half. What did you have to say about the visuals? I don't know. Because overall, there was a lot of like really annoyingly cheesy CG, which I didn't like at all. I really didn't like the effects of like when they transformed. Yeah. And how they looked as like the trans because all the gods had the power to not only were they huge like 12 feet tall they had the power to transform into i think they said nine feet tall eric whatever <laughs> close um they had the power to transform into like an animal form like animality sure <laughs> and uh that looked really bad so i uh, so what'd you Exception say bad. i said one and a half i said two again because there were I, a lot of um they that were, were cool like like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. It's a cool scene. Giant snakes are chasing them, whatever. But none of it really looked good. I, see, I felt like that actually kind of fit with the cheesy nature. It fits, but I'm saying in yeah. pure visual, they, they were not right. good some, looking. Some of the CG was sci-fi and the way level they did, CG. Yeah, and the way they did like the, the uh, goat men that were chasing him, those guys looked terrible. Oh, I thought those looked slightly better than the average. Well, maybe, but they'd all look terrible. Yeah. It looked bad, but it, for some reason, it felt like that was how it was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of like works, but I mean, the, this is the visuals category. Yeah. No, it's fine, but I mean, I I don't know. I felt like it was purposeful. I yeah. felt like it was not an accident. I don't feel like it was just 
cheap CG. It seemed more like something that they purposely. Well, there was an element of this is the look they're going for, but some of it was just it didn't look. It was cartoonish, but but it was a cartoonish story. Right. So I don't know. You know, the gods bleed gold blood, and right, like, and some of that stuff was cool. And I was, I'll I'll get into this more in, in structure and stuff. But I like that this movie was original and took chances with stuff like that like they just this guy had the idea of what they wanted whoever it was what they wanted to do yeah and they came up with this weird shit and then Mm -hmm. they made a movie about it and i I like that you know i feel like with the visuals their only goal was like spectacle and they achieved it right so that's why i feel i feel tough going below a two i'm gonna stick with my two that's fine uh because it just it wasn't offensive yeah it was bad but it wasn't offensive i mean i'm just judging it purely on like if you were looking this at this visual not this part of the movie really because it's just yeah visuals. i'm not as i'm not as good as that at that i have to my my expectations can't be separated yeah. from they had i mean they had like the women only two women in it though the chick is the chick was hot but she was I think the people were attractive yeah. i appreciated that the gods were attractive i mean most of the obviously jeffrey, jeffrey rush, rush is fucking gross <laughs> but like i'll look at jamie lannister sure gerard butler is not my type but at least he's not he was dirty he looked like like grimy like he's a blacksmith i guess because he's like the god of the desert they wanted him to be dirty but he was definitely purposefully dirty but he'd like come out of the smelting pit where they like put him back together with all the (laughs) other gods parts and so he's supposed to be all dusty which was kind of interesting like everyone else is very clean and he was like greasy i guess that that was their way of making him seem like darker and more evil or something it's just literally making him dirty yeah it, it worked though but he's yeah. not he's not offensive to look at at least you know we you matched him up with any of the pretty goddesses they had i wasn't like oh please <laughs> like i was in the mummy with fucking granddad Cruz and <laughs> and annabelle whatever yeah so i mean i i appreciated the attractive people the both of the mortal people were okay we're fine looking oh his wig was not fine looking that thing Cruise was wig? fucking glued on uh brent uh beck the main oh i hadn't the really mortal kid about his hair had like a halloween store wig on <laughs> the entire time whatever that that was the only like cheap visual that felt out of place i kind of was like you couldn't you couldn't just let him even have his regular hair it would have been better anyway whatever so moving on to structure i I gave it another two. I gave it a two. I thought it was because it was slightly below average yeah. overall, but in in terms of everything, but not bad. It, it flowed. I did. I felt myself at least like you're not lost by the story. You're not no. confused. No, none of that. I mean, there was only things that were confusing were just like you knew what they were saying, but you're like, why would that be or whatever? Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff was just like why, but well, kind of like it's just like, with their mythos for this, you're just like, yeah, why would that be the case? Oh well, but I whatever. Feel like you know, if you know anything about ancient. That mythology is the kind of, of any culture. A lot of it is just okay. I'll take your That's word for it. That's what I mean. Like it. they had the Osiphus uh, or Ophysis or whatever it was this giant worm that would come by every night, and and Ra, who is Jeffrey Rush, would have to like blast it. Yeah. And then it would just go away and come back again. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but like that's what these old mythology stories are like. like right. Every day, his liver gets eaten out or whatever. And right, exactly. So it's uh, Apophis, Apophis is the big worm that was trying yeah. to eat the earth that Ra had to kill every yeah. day. We so didn't kill it. He just like yeah, he thwarted didn't kill. it. He fought it every day, fought it off. So it wouldn't eat all his creation, which right. was earth. So if you're going to watch a movie about mythology, you can't question every single aspect. Right. You know, there was what there was one thing that I questioned, the goddess of love, which is Horace's uh, love interest, Jamie Lannister's love interest. But they didn't Electra. really build that up at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, she had this bracelet that kept her from being 
taken by demons that she had some kind of past with and they yeah. tried to explain it i didn't really get it, yeah, it was that was weird. probably the only thing that i was like huh yeah it, right. that might actually be interesting you could go right. into that and a little bit he more. Didn't, they didn't bring her back at the end he's no. like well i'd do anything for you and he's like oh it brings the two oh. mortals back and no, the- no 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 the, the they set it up for a sequel to him to, for him to go get her yeah so there's not going to be a sequel but they definitely set it up at the end Horus is restored. He has both of his eyes. He can go into his beast form again. And it's literally him flying off saying, I'm going to go find my lady love. So you're right. At first I was like, Jesus, they didn't even get her back. But then I saw that they were like, obviously wanting to make that the storyline for the second movie that's not going to exist. But at least they didn't totally forget about it and drop it. Right. Um, I will say it felt a little bit long. Like a little bit, but it didn't yeah. drag too badly. No, there were just times that I went, eh, you could have you tightened this up. It, right. I could have used a little bit more ridiculousness, I would say. Yeah, like if you're going to make it that kind of movie, you got to keep it up. You can't yeah. get into too many dull spots. Also, the other thing that makes this structure a little less than average is they they had some attempts at humor that did not work. Yeah. They, they gave all of their humorous lines to Jamie Lannister, and they shouldn't have. Well, they tried to make the... Um, the guy who's like the god of the the wisdom or whatever. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, but yeah. he just came across kind of like effeminate and yeah, just bizarre. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I did. I didn't hate that, but it was. I didn't bizarre. hate it. It was just kind of. I liked strange. that it was a little bit different. Well, that's I what I said about this whole yeah. movie. I liked that they just did their thing. They had yeah. it was weird and I, different. I, I wish unique that, and they original. Right. I wish that some of the witty lines had actually been funny instead right. of just clunkers. But so we both said two yeah. on that. All right, final score: entertainment done, oh value. Yeah, entertainment. I I actually said one and a half. Really? Yeah. I said a three. Oh yeah. Yeah, because oh, wow. I said I, I actually found myself wanting to know what was going to happen, you know. And like I said, I, I appreciated that everything was like you never. There was no. It's not ripping off any other movies. They had totally original idea. I like that they came up with a bunch of new shit. You know what? It's not good. But I'm gonna. You know, I'm. I'm gonna bump it up to two. I'm not yeah. gonna say three. I am gonna bump it up to three. Three is like average. Like I would, I was yeah. more entertained than I would be with m- most just random movies that you would stick in. You know, because it was so unique, you didn't know what was gonna happen. We we it looked goofy as hell, but we it was did still... watch this the same day as the Mummy. It was like one o'clock at night. A couple hours after watching the other one. You know, I think so. This is the kind of movie that you drink while you're watching. Yeah, you put it on with your friends. You have some drinks. And you can appreciate the goofiness. Yeah, and that was not the situation. Like the fact that the giant, it. that the gods were like huge and weird. Like that's just totally random. But I just like that weird yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I I'm and the probably... fact that you could like rip off body parts and then it'd be like, oh my eye, and he just sticks it back in and it <laughs> yeah. works. I'm like, I like that. That's weird. Yeah, we didn't. It, the the experience under which we watched it was not. To me, it was optimal. like it was a much better version of creating like a new universe similar to what the mummy was trying to do. Yes. They did a much better, more authentic job of saying like, you know what? Here's a new universe using kind of mythology that already exists. We're yes. going to do it in our own way. And it seemed a lot more authentic and and like fleshed out. I would be much more excited about seeing more movies with in these that characters. World. Yeah, then I would I'm not I don't give a shit at all about the right. mummy thing. I actually cared about which characters lived and died. Right. You know, like we were talking about we wanted him to go get we wanted Horus to go save yeah. the goddess of love. You know, whereas in The Mummy, I was like, can you fucking kill all these yeah, people? Yeah, like, I don't care if they die. Every single character on screen, you can murder horrifically. Right. 
Um, and then if it'd be like if at the end of the movie they do exactly what Set was trying to do and it worked for them or for something. Right. And like, what? The whole thing you're fighting to not happen the entire movie? You no, d- decide to do it? No, all Jesus. of these story elements in Gods of Egypt actually, right. they, they had some purpose. And, and they it had an element of like the, the old school kind of quests that are always in these yes. myths like he has to go get his eye back or they have to go do the sphinx you have to go to this sort of thing and go up to get the waters from this magical river and yeah. all this other shit so you it's know, goofy yeah, as hell but took, it was at least interesting i took a significant number of like mythology courses in college and this felt true to right, in the spirit storytelling. of how they yeah which is why i think i was a little bit nicer in my visual score than you were because i was kind of like well to you me know, it was just all is... like there was so much CG that was that it looked just yeah. not great overall. Yeah. Oh, the design I, choices I was fine with. It was yeah. just literally the look of the CG. Oh, I totally forgot to mention this in the Mummy, but I think it's I think it's kind of interesting, and I think it I think it attests more to some of the incompetence behind the camera because it, it's it's totally random. It has nothing to do with what you were talking about. What whatever. So the Mummy was a summer blockbuster, right? right? And it's supposed to be the first movie in a huge franchise, yeah. setting up all these characters, everything. There are literally five speaking roles. Right. There's no characters in this yeah. movie. No. It is. So it's Him and his buddy, the woman, Russell Crowe, and like a couple, who else? The mummy? I don't know. She didn't talk. The mummy. Yeah. I'm counting the mummy. Yeah. Actually, there's no, a couple there were, like no, doctors. There, was, there were six because yeah. there was. Well, there's a couple other people on the plane with him and like his his uh, his boss. They yeah, but they the weren't actually guy, yeah. The n- boss Marine was guy. the six. Yeah. So there were only six named characters in this, <laughs> in this like entire movie. Huge. What's supposed to be this huge movie? And it's funny because every once in a while here, Eric will say, "Well, this movie felt small. It didn't feel like there were many yeah. characters." And I've poo pooed him every time he said it. <laughs> this time, I yeah, actually poo-poo me. I have poo pooed. Um, I actually totally felt that way the so whole time I, I was poo-poo watching. You now? No, you agreed. You just agreed. With yeah, me. I know. I agree with you, but yeah. I. But compare that to Gods I just of want Egypt. To even out the poo pooing. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but compare that to Gods of Egypt, which was a movie with a similar budget supposedly a similar scope you know you're talking Egyptian gods and mythology etc and they had they had more than five speaking roles in the first two minutes right so it just really more normal movie yeah really kind of bizarre stuff so before before I forget let's go through the scores that we gave for this one I gave it all twos for a score of eight I gave gave one and a half one and a half two and three and what's that total that would be three six eight Eight. So we both. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's probably the first that we've time matched on both of that them. we've matched on both. Yeah. So you said sixteen. So that's a total of sixteen versus eleven. So it's not a total blowout. Gods of Egypt is not a good movie. No, but it is much more entertaining. Yes. Or yes. like uh, satisfying, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is more entertaining and definitely more satisfying. Yeah. At the end of it, you're like, they wrapped up their story kind of That's thing and everything. That's ultimately why I had to bump up the right. entertainment to two. Because it is, when matched perfectly against The Mummy, it is more entertaining overall. Right. I shouldn't say I was equally entertained by The Mummy. I was interested in The Mummy. I was not entertained yeah, by it. Exactly. You, Whereas you, Gods of Egypt, I wasn't interested in anything that was happening behind the right. scenes. Because but you, I was like, oh it's yeah, It's just mindless entertainment. Okay, you you can tell by the visuals and everything. Like I'm just sitting here to, to be pure entertainment. Right. It's the, it's the cheeseburger and fries of movies, and that wasn't a bad one. Right. 
you know. Whereas the mummy was like a badly done steak. Yeah, like, it has I was potential say, you go to, to be an, really good. You but go they to just a restaurant that's supposedly nice, and you right. get a steak, and it's just shitty. Yeah. And Whereas, you, like, it could have been good. And they but like you, cooked it wrong. You right. asked for medium rare, and they gave you medium what? well. Yeah, and that's honestly, you'd rather have just a generic burger than a badly done steak. So it's not just. You asked for medium rare, they gave you medium well. But when you told them about it, they say that is medium rare. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's one of and those. And then you poo poo them. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those <laughs> where they're telling you you're wrong for not right. liking what they gave you. So and they're like taking be like, well, if you wanted it done differently, just should have said. Well, I guess so. we'll just bring it back out rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what fucking rare is. <laughs> so, all right, I think that's all that I have to say about these movies. So that yeah. is gonna. Do it for us this week. That's all we got. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us, email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet you now, too. I set up a Twitter account, you guys, but I don't know how to use it. So So I haven't used it. Twat at Tony. Yeah. I have, I, uh, I, okay, I'm at faintpraisetj, but I haven't posted anything. Oh, you did make it specific to you? I did. I wasn't sure. I'm telling you guys, I don't know how Twitter works. I thought, well, I just thought you were going to make one that was just for I am praise. like your your aunt's friend who is just trying to figure out the cool <laughs> kids these days. And I'm probably Look just... Look, everyone, doing... I've twatted. Yeah, yeah. I'm Twittering, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, at, faint pra- at faintpraisetj, don't expect much from me. Maybe I'll change it to something more generic so Eric can help <laughs> with it. But in the meantime, yeah, now you have two ways to get a hold of us. So thank you for so listening. So poo-poo us on either. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next week. Adios. Adios.